1: Thinking Sideways is not brought to you by spoons. Instead, it's supported by the generous contributions of people like you, our listeners, on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash thinking sideways to learn more. Thinking sideways.
3: I don't
0: understand. Does not compute. You
3: never know.
0: Stories of things
1: we simply don't know the answer
3: to. Hey
2: there, everybody, and welcome again to the podcast. I am Steve, of course, as always, joined by
0: Devin, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> And that's it. Okay. We got rid of our Yeah, the
2: intern didn't work out. Turns out. Yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. turns out he had a visa problem. Um, so, <laughs> as always this week, we have another mystery for you. Uh, today we're going to talk about the disappearance of Ben McDaniels. And... Uh, Ben disappeared after he entered a, uh, he was diving, and he disappeared after he entered a underwater cave on the 18th of August, 2010. And he never came back out. And he never came back out. Well. That we know of. Yeah.
0: He was never seen again.
2: He was never seen again. Now, if you are at all, A, claustrophobic, or B, afraid of the water, you or worse, both, you're going to get the bejesus scared out of you with this story.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just warning you up ahead. Deep water. Deep water. Yeah. yeah Hopefully not... none of our listeners have rabies.
2: Oh, good point. <laughs>
0: That's so weird, but I get it. Yeah. yeah. I totally get that. But... Uh-huh. Weird. We need to stop yeah. doing the podcast because you're understanding my logic all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. good.
2: No, it's creepy. Time to go our separate ways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um Well... <laughs> Before, so how does, how does this story go? <laughs> well, before we get into the story, actually, uh, this is a listener suggestion. What? So I do want to say thank you to both Eden and Emily. They are currently the only ones listed as suggesting it. Well, Thanks, guys. Else, thank you very much.
1: If anybody else suggested it, and we forgot to put you on the list. Sorry about that.
3: Yeah. But the, this was a great
2: story. So wild right. You two know. I've been working on this for a month or more now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So
3: yeah.
2: good story. So taking it from the beginning. Ben McDaniels was a thirty year old man. He was originally from Tennessee, and the year 2009 was a really bad year for Ben. He, uh, he got divorced, which I imagine took a lot of his things. Uh, his business went under, which I'm sure took a lot of his things as well. It usually
1: works that way.
2: And then he lost his home which would have taken one of his big things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, he had a really bad year. This was I'll all say. in one single year.
0: Yeah, and he had some tax problems, too. Well,
2: yeah, the, the business going under uh, his... I think it was a construction business, if I remember correctly. And when yeah. it failed, he had a tax bill between the state of Tennessee and the feds of somewhere around 50000 yeah. Which is a hefty, hefty bill. Yeah. Uh, so he didn't really know what to do. So doing what a lot of people do, he moved back in with his parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, his mom and dad were very gracious and they took him in. Mm-hmm. And after a while, they, they said, well, listen, you need to kind of figure your stuff out. You need to get your act together. Tell you what. And as they called it, why don't you take a sabbatical? Why don't from you a life. Sa-
1: a sabbatical from unemployment? From life. From life, <laughs> yeah. From
2: yeah. life. Ab- actually. it's Okay, they have a home in Florida. It's second in s- home. Yeah, their second home. It's in Santa Rosa. It was a condo, if I remember correct. Mm. And they said, go to the condo, live in Florida, we'll pay your expenses, we'll cover your living costs. And I imagine they gave him money to, you know, spending cash.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's nice of them. Absolutely. These people had some money, though.
2: They they did have money. Do. Or they, they do, do have
1: money? Yeah, they're still Excuse alive. Me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, Santa Rosa. Uh, it, just to spare you from having to look at Google Earth, it's on the Gulf Coast of Florida. Oh, yeah, yeah where yes. the condo
0: was. Yeah, yeah. as
2: yeah, a, yeah it's yeah. not on the uh, yeah. the Atlantic coast. Yeah, yeah
1: right. Exactly. Yes.
2: Um. So yeah, Ben. Ben, you know. Oh, what okay. The, what yeah. the heck? Yeah. Why not? It'd be Let's, hard to turn
0: that down. It yeah, really, really
2: would. Mm-hmm. Uh. So he went to he went to Florida, and while he was there, he began to indulge an in old hobby, which was scuba diving. From uh, the stuff that his family has put up, Ben began diving at the age of fifteen. So he seems to have been an experienced diver. He wasn't a professional, but he was a, a you know, an amateur diver.
0: Yeah, and mm. I don't have a sense of if how you know, how frequently that continued. One he I was don't in either. Florida, it was he was definitely diving like all the time. That was pretty much all he was doing, it mm-hmm. seemed like. And it seemed like when he was a kid he really enjoyed it, so he Kind of got a chance. maybe he
2: picked up an old hobby,
0: mm-hmm, but I, I, I don't necessarily have the sense that this is something he'd been doing avidly the entire time. I would not kinda, disagree
1: with that at all. And a place like Tennessee, it might be tough to find good places to go because I I know mm-hmm. people around here who are scuba divers, and mm-hmm. there's really no not much of any place to scuba dive if you live in Portland. Yeah, we and don't.
2: I, yeah, deep deep lakes are what really make good or beautiful underwater landscapes, right. or what you're after interesting things. So mm-hmm. I understand why he might not have done it so much. Because you don't want to yeah. just jump in the river and scuba dive. Yeah. No. And not so fun.
0: Yeah. Well, also, like, a waste of resources. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you can snorkel in it, you should just snorkel in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so,
2: well, okay. So, Ben, he's scuba diving. And he evidently didn't like diving in salt water, which I can't hold against him.
1: Salt I, water rashes.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a little physical uh, toll on you. Plus, the buoyancy issue.
0: I was just going to say the buoyancy issue.
2: Yeah, Ben yeah. was not a small guy. I think he, uh, I think Ben was like six foot ballpark, mm-hmm. which would, and I think he was something like a 180, I maybe 200 pounds. Two th- I thought, yeah. two, I thought I it thought, was 210. Is it 210? Okay. I knew that he wasn't a, a skinny guy by any means. So, but he didn't, he didn't like to go there. So he liked to freshwater dive. So what's he do? He finds a place near him called Vortex Spring because it's freshwater. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely beautiful. And it is fresh. For those who are going to pull a Joe and go to Google Earth and look for Vortex Springs, it's just outside of Ponce de Leon, Florida, so it wasn't too far away from where he lived.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And as Devin said, it's really pretty. I mean, it's, it's a giant—it's a, it's a natural spring, so it is cool water upwelling out of the earth. I think it's 68 well, degrees.
0: Yeah, that's not really cool in my book. Well, when it's
2: uh, 100% humidity—
0: Mm-hmm. and 100
2: degrees out well so it's that's like cool fantastic. in a
0: nice way yes. right? we're
2: not talking oregon coast cool correct right it is very nice to swim in and in fact it, its main draw is for people to swim in it they've mm-hmm. got uh zip lines and stuff like that i mean it looks like a fun place to go
1: oh yeah i'd like to go but uh and i'm sure the water was just all fresh and clear because it kept getting changed out i mean mm-hmm. it was up well from the aquifer and then And that is exactly
2: why it is so popular with divers, Mm -hmm. because open water divers can go there. The water temperature is consistent. The current is gentle. It's consistent, but gentle. And therefore, it's not dirty. There's lots of uh, aquatic life to check out. Uh, So it's really, really interesting. And let's keep talking about the cave, because there's a couple of things that I want to go over. One of which is the shape of the cave. So, the Vortex Springs, if you think about it, it's a giant hole in the ground. There's a
0: big basin.
2: It's 50 to 60 feet deep, which equates to about 15 to 16 meters. So, it's fairly deep, Mm -hmm. uh, a ways down. And if you look at it in profile, if you look at it, uh, there's maps available
0: which you should look up because we're not ever going to be able to describe it well
2: enough. No, no, but it, it almost to me from the side looks like a semi-deflated pastry bag. You know that thing that like that you decorate cakes with because it's—it's kind of uh, triangular and then it zigzags back and forth and it's really skinny. Devon's laughing, <laughs> but she gets it.
0: I do. She totally gets it. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: but it, so it goes down for for quite a bit nobody knows how deep the cave is and by or how long the cave is is the the appropriate way to say that. Mm-hmm. We know basically how deep it is. But, but... It,
1: gets, it gets too skinny at the back. Correct. You know, what they need to do is is like you know, um, dress up a, a small child <laughs> in, in a wetsuit with tanks and everything and send them through that skinny
0: part. I think you're <laughs> supposed to, to not do that. Oh, is yeah. that against the rules? I think yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, crazy,
2: yeah. I know, Joe, but... Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. For the length of the cave... We know that the cave is over 1,700 feet long, uh, which, again, for our folks that are not on uh, <laughs> this is the same measurement system, it's 518 meters long. At least. At least. Probably, yeah, that, that's, it's probably farther, but that's as far as anyone has gone that we know of. And that, that number, by the way, is self-reported. It's from a pretty reliable source, but it's self-reported yeah. for the distance. If anybody's ever gone into a cave, uh, as we were talking about, they get harder and harder to go into because they get smaller and smaller as they go. They get narrower. Mm -hmm. Quite often. And this cave is no different... As it dives down, the walls expand and contract and change shape. But they generally continually get closer and closer together.
0: They call them restrictions, I think is what they call them. I'm, yeah, really, I'm so. doing this totally correct. from memory. I'm sorry. Also um, bottlenecks. Or yeah, squeezes. bottlenecks. So it's like, you know, it's a wide open cave. And then there's this like part that you have to squeeze through and then it opens up again. And, and it's, it's narrow and that can be horizontally narrower. or vertically. Mm-hmm. Or both. Mm-hmm. Or both. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean there are caves near us uh called the Ape Caves
1: mm-hmm.
2: which do
0: this. Um if you've ever been in any cave, you know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah
1: there's not Ape Caves is not too much of that though. It's I mean it gets it at gets the bigger. very end. Oh at the very end, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's another one that's uh, only a couple of miles away from there called Little Red River Cave.
0: Yeah. Have you been there? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a gated cave. Yeah. But uh but you know. Did you go all the way to the end?
0: Uh no. Yeah, he didn't? Really? No.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> now when you get it, it goes downward, and uh-huh. there's a, there's it's a, it's a, it's a uh, difficult, more difficult than ape cave, but it keeps going downward, and there's some climbing and stuff involved. And as you get down towards the end, water starts coming in because you go below the water table, and so there's water dripping from the ceiling and running running down the floor and everything. And then you finally get to this end, and it's just a lake. Yeah, it's like it ends in water. Which may,
0: last... it may continue.
1: Oh, yeah. So if you put Scooby yeah. gear on and went down that, I'm not about to. But mm-hmm. if you wanted to, you could, see, <laughs> you could see how far that thing goes. But my, I had my creepiest cave experience in there one time. I was like, I was, I was caving with three friends. And we got to the end. And then we turned around and started heading back for the entrance. And I was bringing up the rear. And suddenly, way back, and this is, this is like actually a distance away from the end of the cave. And suddenly, I heard this, I heard this thud coming from behind me in the cave. And I stopped and I looked, never found out what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, I, I was looking over my shoulder a little bit more than I normally would like be. Foot,
0: like foot thud thuds? Like or... something
1: heavy dropped.
0: Oh, like one thing dropped?
1: Yeah, like something, something, and yeah, uh-huh, kind of a, a something.
2: The look on I, Devin's face ex- explains I don't
1: like it all. It. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> just, it like was a real all. soft, mm-hmm. just sort of a way off in the distance kind of thud, and I was like,
0: Hmm. I, don't like I don't like that at it all. I don't like that at all. It was chupy. Chupy. Yeah. Yeah. Totally the
1: chupacabra. It could have been. Yeah. I somehow lived through it. Yeah, you did. Well, back to Vortex
0: oh, yeah, Springs.
2: Yes. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. Okay, so at the end, or the the farthest reach that we know of, the cave is only about 10 inches high. It's 25 centimeters,
1: which is Really, really, really small, especially if you 've got a bunch of gear on yeah yeah and
2: there's and we 're going to we 'll talk a little bit about the the diving and styles that are required, but people are squeezing themselves through these cracks while carrying their oxygen supply. Mm. So it's it's not something to be taken lightly, and it is definitely something that you need to know how to do before you do it. Oh, well, yeah. Well, better
1: still, just don't do it.
2: Well, we've read enough. I know all of us have read enough stories of people getting lost in caves, some of whom mm-hmm. were lucky enough to be found alive. Mm-hmm. And this is cave diving, not yeah. just people lost in, in caves that are filled with air.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. Scary, scary yeah, stuff. It's, it's
1: dangerous. Crazily dangerous. I think the only way I would do it, I'd, I'd take some fluorescent some fluorescent green cord with me or something like that so I could just run a line the whole way. Well, cave divers
2: do typically run, run a lines. cord. Yeah. It's, they it's, tend it's to idea. run a cord behind them so they can turn around and easily retrace their path out because it's very good easy idea. in a pitch black environment to lose your way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Especially if your light breaks or something like that. So, yeah, like
2: anything uh, like that. Yeah. Uh, now, for Vortex Springs, what they've done is, there was a, sh- in the nineteen nineties. There was a string of people who drowned in the cave, got lost, ran out of air, and drowned. And so the state said, we're going to shut you down probably. So what the owners of Vortex Springs did is about 300 feet in, they put in a gate. And that gate has, a, it's a keyed gate. If you present identification and certification saying, I can cave dive, they will give you the key and let you in. Otherwise, it's meant to stop people from going into the cave and getting lost and dying. Now, the, how effective that gate is, it's not really high tech. It looks like a bunch of pieces of rebar that are jammed into the stone and happens to have a lock and a hinged gate on
0: it. You know, my sense of it was that it oh, is more to discourage than to actually stop. People, I mean, I think that if you're a diver and you're kind of inexperienced and you're just thinking, "Oh, we'll just go to this cave," blah blah blah, and you encounter a thing that looks like that,
1: and there's a stop sign, and there's just there's a sign that's got the Grim Reaper on it, right? Yeah, there. Um, you're, <laughs> yeah, and,
0: you know, instead of just the sign, which would be pretty easy to just kind of ignore. Blah,
2: blah, 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 hey, it's funny somebody put a stop <laughs> sign down here.
0: Yeah, um, I think it's more meant to be like that symbolic. Hey, don't go past here unless you want to die.
2: Yeah the the problem with the gate is it is easy to bypass, or it is not difficult to bypass, I should say. I wouldn't say it's easy, but people have been known to get around
0: it. Well, there's a video. Mm-hmm. Actually, there are a couple of videos by this this guy mm-hmm. um, that I watched, and I just wanted to bring it up real quick.
2: Actually, let me do, real quick, Just I just want to finish just two little bits of detail about oh, the cave, sh- and yeah. then we can talk about that, because that's really okay. important and interesting, uh, but the only other thing that I wanted people to know about when it comes to the cave itself is that the depth of the cave that we know is around 150 feet deep. Mm-hmm. That's underwater, which would equate, again, that's 45 meters. And that's a significant number because divers who tend to go to 130 feet or below typically have to breathe not just straight uh, normal gas mix of what's in the atmosphere, regular air mix. Mm-hmm. They've actually got to do uh, special gas mixtures, and that's to help stave off things for With decompression issues, the bends, issues.
1: Yeah. The bends mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, and I, I was, I've been told that uh, most divers actually always turn around at 100 feet.
2: Mo- right. Yeah, they do. 130 is the depth that you can go. That's the
1: max. But if you want a safety cushion, you correct. Like, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. For yeah. a safety cushion, it's somewhere in that in that range. You, but that's the the bottom. Yeah. After that, you have to be, you should be, if you, well, if you don't well, you want don't to have, kill yourself. You don't have to. If you, you might, don't want to take that shit, you might chance. survive. Yeah. yeah. But, and then you were going to talk about this, the gate. I know because you were looking at the video.
0: Yeah, I was just going to bring up a little bit. Um, there are some really, really interesting videos that you should watch if you can stand to. Um, it's a little, <laughs> I mean, it's a little creepy. Uh, I, you know, told, I was telling you guys that I have developed a new fear, um, but one of these videos it's not totally clear what's happening, but in one of them it was filmed by a guy named Nick. He and he has a diving partner and they do these deep water cave videos just all the time. They have a bunch at Vortex Springs. One of them is Nick showing how easy it is to get over the gate. Um and it doesn't take him but a minute to you know, there's a little spot where you can just you have to push your tank in before you, um, and then you climb over and then you put your tank back on. Um, and he does it a couple times. Uh but it that's it's really interesting. It's very easy. It looks very easy. It once you know I mean, how to do it, yeah. It looks very, very easy to me.
1: It looks very, very easy to get caught on that thing and drown. But Yeah, I mean it would be pretty
0: I, easy to snag something on it too.
1: Yeah, that would yeah. suck.
2: Yeah, this is not something that we're saying lightly to just go do. We're oh, yeah, just please saying. That don't. This is yeah, yeah please don't. Yeah, this, we don't is want just, to. this is
0: just this is at the
2: from the videos we've seen from mm, that time, it's possible. And, and I haven't heard anything if the gates ever been upgraded
0: by. Yeah, it. I, I suspect it has, but I don't know. I that. would hope so. Probably
1: yeah. since then.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, so that's super interesting, and I'll, I have more about the videos that <laughs> yeah, you the do. guys posted later. But I'll talk about that when it's relevant. Okay. Okay.
2: Sounds perfect. So let's get back to the story, because that's enough about the cave itself. Yeah. Um, and there are maps available on the internet, so we'll, we'll if you want to go look at one of those... We will probably even post a link. And it, might, it might be in one of the links, absolutely. Maybe. Yeah. So, Ben... W- could have been diving at Vortex Spring for up to four months.
0: He probably was.
2: He probably um, was, because he moved into the his parents' house in Florida in April of that year. And so I imagine not too long after that, I would I'm gonna guess several weeks after that, started
1: diving. And he was he was kind of a regular around there, I thought he was they, a total they were, regular they, they were regular knew him. They yeah. knew
2: him. Yeah. He was there almost every day, absolutely. But what he did that is a giant no-no from everything I know about diving and everything I've ever read about diving is he was solo diving.
1: I know. You know, even even above-ground caving, you really don't want to do that alone.
2: No, yeah. there's because if something Pretty much goes any wrong... any kind
0: of adventuring you don't want to do alone.
2: Yeah, not <laughs> no, a great idea. No, you don't. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a no. It's, it, you know, you always have your dive buddy. You always go down with somebody else. But according to accounts that came out after the fact... Ben was either a little bit unapproachable, maybe came off as a jerk, or people have described him as overconfident and so maybe that came through in a negative way, you know, somebody just read that wrong, and so he never got a, he never made a friend to to be his dive
0: buddy I almost wonder if the overconfidence really kept people from wanting to be his dive partner in that it read as reckless Mm
3: -hmm. you don't necessarily
0: want, well not just cocky, but I mean genuinely reckless, you don't want to have a dive partner who's always saying hey let's break the rules and do all these things and i don't you know i'm not as trained as i should be but we're gonna do this thing anyway you that's not what you want from a dive partner you want somebody that you're like very confident in their abilities i assume he
2: he did uh, he did seem to come off by some of the stuff that i've read and watched he uh, said that his skills were much more than they were in terms of his experience, because um, there's a, a movie that we'll talk about where he had to, he was trying to pass himself off almost as a dive instructor, which That's... he was in no way, shape or form qualified to be. He wanted yeah. to be. He wanted fight. to be
1: one. He did. He, he wanted to be probably could have that. been one sooner or later.
2: But the point is that he was acting as if he it was one. And I imagine that for people who knew what was going on, that was really off-putting. So that, that worked against him. That absolutely did not, that behavior didn't work in his favor, whether, whether that's what he did or not. I don't oh, know. Well, you the know, point is he went in
1: by himself. Yeah, you never know. I, I didn't know Ben, obviously. No, he, don't, he, don't, he had only been there for four months, so he maybe didn't have enough time to really meet people. Or mm-hmm. maybe he just liked to dive alone. Yeah, oh. No, that's,
2: that's absolutely possible.
1: That's it's absolutely, still, still possible. doesn't make it a good idea. No. no. Um,
2: so he was, like we said, though, no, he's, he's certified to dive at, in open water. He's not certified to dive in caves. Uh, and as we said, he, had, he decided that what he wanted to do was become a dive instructor. He had also expressed to his family that he wanted to learn to cave dive, and then he wanted to open his own dive business.
1: Well, yeah, I think one one way to learn to cave dive is to do it with a qualified instructor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: Another so, way to do it is to read a lot and then just do it. Which if is what you, I I'm sorry. I should be clear. I'm making a joke. Yes. Please do not do that. Do not
1: do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, so you here's the. Can't afford thing. to lose any listeners.
0: If you, I want I want
2: people who are interested in this to do this, which is to look up technical diving. And look at the certifications that you have to get. And it is a huge list with a certain number of hours of every one of them before you can be have that to your technical diving record. You can have that and say, I can do this. Okay. It's all hours based. Ben wanted to do this thing so he was going underwater and logging tons and tons and tons of hours at a breakneck speed to say so if a certification takes a hundred hours he's like well if i go six hours a day every day i'll be there in no time flat Mm -hmm, you know it'll take me less than two weeks i can totally make this happen that's not the way that you're supposed to do it. Cause the reason that it takes hours is so that you learn how to do certain things. They become automatic reactions and automatic functions so that when you're in a catastrophic situation, you automatically react in the proper way. And that wasn't what he was doing. He was just piling on the hours based on his logbooks, anyway. Yeah. Um,
0: Which is, a, can, do you want to explain real quick what a logbook is? Oh,
2: that's a very good question. Yeah. So it just seems so standard. I know, it's to one me. of those ones. A logbook is quite literally a book where you write in a log of your activity, something like a time card. You say, mm. went in the water at, did XYZ. Exited the water at, so for a total of time of underwater, I mean, Mm -hmm. and that's it. And then it's a tally and you're just keeping a record of everything you're doing and good practices then to go back and reread your log books to think about things that you did. And this is why you don't do things at such a high speed. Say once a week, you go dive for three hours and then you reread your logbook three weeks later. Like, I totally don't remember. Oh, that's right. And then mm-hmm. I do this. Like, yeah. you know, I equate it to the same thing as taking a final. Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever do this? You'd cram like mad before the final and mm-hmm. then take the test and remember none of it the next day. After you know, the test? After the test?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. Yeah,
2: definitely... that's how
0: I did finals for sure. Yeah, but and, I mean, and I that's think... not what you're supposed to do, though. No, and no. I think you also, in your logbook, you take notes and draw diagrams and mm-hmm. you know any important information. I suspect you also say things like, here's what my oxygen tank was at when I went in. Here's what it was at when I came out. Here's long it, how long here's it took to decompress. how long it took to decompress. Here's how I'm feeling. You know, here's how I'm feeling the next day. Feeling kind of bad. Well, that's more of know. a deer
2: diary, but I'm, well, not, I'm making jokes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I think those are all very important things to be keeping track of as well.
1: Probably, yeah. You probably should be paying attention to how your body reacts to all that crap. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It and it you might have just to give you your body time to react yeah. is the really important part, right? Yes. Because if it turns out that the next day something is going to negatively affect you, if you just keep doing it and doing it and doing it and you haven't given your body time to do that reset, mm-hmm. you're done for. Yeah.
2: No, absolutely. So that's
0: what a logbook is.
2: Yes.
1: Okay. All right.
2: So let's go to the 18th of August, 2010, which was a Wednesday, by the way. Uh, Ben McDaniels went in the early part of the day. He took a dive in Vortex Spring and went down. And afterwards, he was seen by people hanging around. So it wasn't like he did his dive, came out, went home. He hung around. He was writing his logbook. He's adjusting his gear. Uh, We know that at one point he went and filled his tanks because of some security footage. We don't know what he filled his tanks with, whether it was just a regular air mix
1: or some specialized mix. We don't know. but you mean by his tanks. I mean, he, there were other tanks that were found that didn't yeah, have air. Yeah, this in them. is
0: the question. But the ones okay, that he was we actually know, wearing,
1: we don't know about those. We don't ones, right? know
2: which tanks he put the air in. Uh, whether I, they uh, the ones that he was wearing and disappeared with or the ones that were subsequently found after the they fact. They
0: also we also don't know for 100% certainty that the ones that were found after the fact were actually Ben's. It's the, I the mean, evidence it's pretty is pretty strong.
2: Strong, but we we don't they know. don't say Ben McDaniel's etched into them. I mean You're they do right. now, but
0: they didn't <laughs> no, when
1: they were they found. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also another thing that's frustrating about this mystery is I would like to know exactly how many tanks Ben owned. Mhm. That would be useful.
0: I don't I'm, know if there's a way to find that out.
1: Well, I guess you could call his family, but the problem is is they might not even know. In they, fact, probably they probably don't. don't.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know
2: that they they have an accurate number and I don't know that anybody's ever said that. That's a really good thing and I thought the same question. Yeah, yeah. but it's not I good mean, answer. the I believe that if the tanks that were found were Ben's, then he had at least four tanks, if not more. Mm-hmm. But he had to have had <laughs> Well they at found least... three,
0: so he would have had to have had at least four. Yes. It would take right.
1: actually five, because you don't cave dive without two tanks. Right. Well yeah. you
0: shouldn't. Well
1: uh, yeah, I guess you could, but it'd be really dumb. You could if you dumb. were going
0: for an all time record of some kind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, but, but oh, that was what my face was was that, you know, we they found the tanks and they found at least two of them had the X. The special mix in it. The
2: regular air. The no, rig- they had regular air in them. Oh, they weren't a special mix at all.
0: Oh, two of they- them. That's right. I'm sorry, I had them switched. Mm-hmm. Two of them were normal air, and one of them was the special mix.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, but the ones what- that
0: were, yeah. Which was weird, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's weird. Placement. Because as I said before, we, if you're going to dive in that cave and you're going to go to that depth, you should be using the special gas, uh, the gas mix, not just regular air, mm-hmm. for the decompression issues. So yeah, there's, but I there's thought a that... very questionable judgment in terms of the way he went about it.
0: Well, I thought that normal air was used when they were coming up during decompression, that, that they would be your cans for de- like when you're coming up slowly, once you were above a certain no. I, I t- may have made that up. No, I, 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 I would
2: say,
1: think it would be. Yeah. I,
2: I actually don't know enough. I remember reading so much about it and there's mm. so much technical details that I will be honest. I do not remember the right okay. answer to that. Yeah. So I, I don't know. If I would just
0: made. think that if you're using something special below 130, it means that you can't use that something special above 130 feet.
2: No, you, no, you, it doesn't. You can use it above. Yeah, you can use it above. Yeah. It totally I, doesn't stop you from I, using it to set
1: but I imagine it's probably cheaper to buy just regular old compressed air than it is to buy that special mix. So yeah. that might that might account for the. That's few, true, but the, I don't
2: I don't bottles. know that, that he was really concerned with cash either. Yeah, I don't well, have that
0: sense. Yeah, given that. some things that we're going to talk about in a little bit here. Actually, let's let's leave those tanks uh, where they are, and I don't <laughs> mean that as a pun. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm going to okay, do this sorry. all the time. But so they so he filled his tanks.
2: He fills his tanks. Okay. And then Vortex Spring closes at four o'clock at night. So everybody who's swimming and having a good time goes home, but Ben goes for a dive at sometime around seven or seven thirty that night. So he,
1: was he did he sort of have a, a bro thing going with the people that own the people that owned it? Is that uh, how he could do that?
2: Well the divers could stay and finish their dive. So swimmers, the people that are using the oh. zip line and everything. Hey guys, pools closed, get out, you know, to get all those people out of there. But if you're a diver and you go in at three o'clock and you got two or three hours worth of air, you're going to stay under. Yeah. And so I, I don't know how it was that he would wrangle the, I'm going to go in after the, the pool is closed thing. It's not as if the pool was gated off. If you looked at pictures, you could walk in anywhere. You really could. I mean, there's an entrance with stairs for divers, but he could have literally gone in at any point.
0: I had a sense that the owner of Vortex Springs, Lowell Kelly, uh, yeah, Lowell Kelly. Kelly, really liked Ben, or at least after the fact, seemed to like Ben. Uh, okay, I think thank he you. just gave him <laughs>
2: clarification.
0: I think he just didn't care, and Ben was kind of at least amicable with the people who ran it given the bit we're going to talk about in Mm -hmm. a second here. So I think, I mean, I think he just was doing it. It was against the rules, but they were kind of like, well, he's going to do it either way. So we can't stop him. Yeah. Or he paid people off. Also possible.
2: Absolutely, that's absolutely a possibility. So here's the thing: we we know that he's in the water because somewhere around 7:30 that night, as he's going down through the entrance of the cave, heading to the gate, he passes two other divers who are exiting the cave, who also happen to be employees of Vortex Spring, and their names are Chuck Cronin and Eduardo Taran. And Eduardo stops, I mean, they pass him, he stops, he signals to Chuck's, you know, wait, goes back to Ben, and he unlocks the gate for Ben. Yeah. And that is because they were convinced that Ben had been going into the cave and however he was doing it, he was bypassing that gate. Uh, well, he
0: was wearing his helmet and lights.
2: He was wearing, yeah, he's wearing his, all of his gear mm-hmm. to go into and the cave. And helmet,
0: that's the important bit. Yes. Right. He's wearing you, a helmet. You could go down, it's called p- the piano room, mm-hmm. is that is this big open cavern right before the gate. Um, which is kind of the last stop for any in uh, normal. It's diver, where the gate is, yeah. Basically, yeah. So I think you can go down there without a helmet. Correct. Into the piano room, mm-hmm. but when you go deeper, you need a helmet. So that mm-hmm. was, I thought, why they thought he was definitely going for a cut. Well, yeah, if he's deeper. if
2: he's in that area, yeah. then it's pretty obvious what he's doing.
1: Well, you know, and uh, the thing about it is he's been hanging around so much, you got to figure he's pushing the cave, you know, ever deeper all the time. Yeah. Um, but and, and I, I heard one of the reasons to It's not just the the whole going around thing, but he figured that if you let him in, that would save Ben uh, five minutes maybe of air. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: That's the only logical reason that I can think of. Now, at first I thought, well, I mean, it only takes a minute or so to get in, so who cares? But really where it's important is when he's getting out. Right. If he's running low on air and now he's got to stop and do something that takes two or three minutes, that's two or three minutes of air. Mm-hmm. That he may
0: not have.
1: Yeah, that he
2: desperately Well, and I needs. think
0: that Eduardo even said that. He said he thought that Ben was jumping the fence anyway, and he would try and save him some time, so he unlocked the gate. Mm-hmm. Even though he knew, we should make it very clear, he knew that Ben was not certified and not well trained to be cave diving. Mm-hmm. And actually, um, you know, to speak to Ben's talent as a diver...
2: His aptitude.
0: Aptitude, if you will. Um, that guy I was talking about earlier, Nick, who uh, records all these videos. There's lots and lots of videos out he- there that he has. And I believe, and I'm this is just me putting a couple things together, so I'm not 100% sure on this. So please don't crucify me if I'm wrong on this. But Nick has a video called uh, The Lost Diver in the Piano Room, and it's like a three-part thing. And it's him and his diving partner are going down on a routine swim. They record the whole thing. And then when they're swimming around the piano room, they encounter a diver who I guess is maybe lost. I don't know who I believe is Ben. Didn't they say they thought it was him after the fact? Um, I, you know, I don't know here. The way that I put this together was this guy who films these videos named Nick. Um, and then in this movie that we watched Nick's or Ben's vortex, they show a Facebook post that Ben had made a couple days before he went missing that said, Oh, I think I interrupted a video shoot today when I was down training. Uh, Nick was down there and he was he was you know filming and i think that they you know they helped me find my way out or something like that so i believe that this is the case and i again i don't know that for sure but i think if it is ben so the way that cave divers yeah they do this side tank thing where you think of a normal scuba diver they have the tanks on their back instead when you're um, cave diving you Mount them to your sides so that you're slimmer.
2: Behind your armpits. Yeah. They run along the sides of your body so that you are a,
0: when swimming horizontally, you're not a thick. Yeah. So you're flatter so Mm -hmm. that you can maneuver yourself in and to and out of crevices easier. Um, So it looks like Ben is really struggling.
1: Well, it's hard to say. I saw the same video and uh, it could be that or he could just be fooling around. I mean, he could have I been. I don't know. I really don't know. It looked like. I can't he... really, I, it's really. It's hard to say what what the hell exactly he's well, doing. Well, it's
0: hard to say. I mean, it's hard to see too. It but is. it's hard to it's say.
1: black except for the two beams. Yeah, yeah. Those guys need to work on their lighting. <laughs> they really do.
0: Well, it's hard. So it's hard for a number of reasons. One, you know, back to the buoyancy issue. It seems like he's kind of floating. He's having a hard time diving. Like, he's not using the
2: right amount of weight Mm -hmm, to compensate for. It does look like
0: that a lot. And it looks like he's moving more awkwardly than the videos of people who are trained with the side mount system that I've seen. And he's also doing the hand signal for, like, which way. Um, so he's trying to signal to Nick, which and way his up partner, and which way down, I think, well, I don't know. It's just all this hand signal is, is which way. I mean, obviously when you're scuba diving, you can't say like, which way up, which way down.
2: The hard part about that video, though, is I agree with Joe. At times, I thought maybe he was screwing around, but the Mm -hmm. other part that's really difficult to tell what's going on and potentially wrong is that everybody is spinning in space, and there are times where you can tell the camera is upside down and the person in frame is upside down, because, you know, the bubbles should Mm -hmm. be going above them, and instead Uh they're heading towards their feet. They're standing on the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, so it's hard hard to tell, but um, it's in- it's interesting to see if that is indeed Ben mm-hmm. it doesn't look like he's very confident or moving as fluidly as you would hope somebody who's attempting dives mm-hmm. like the ones that I think he's attempting so yep. I just wanted yeah. to also throw that out there too yeah. Yeah. No,
1: that's, maybe, that's... I don't know, it's hard to say. again, it's hard to say what he's doing yeah, I mean, it's no. it is yeah. dark and it's a murky little video
0: it, yeah, well that's the problem, and that's the thing
2: again, I think we talked about this a little bit more but, before, but cave diving the only light that you have is the light that you bring Mm -hmm. so if you have crap you ever had a car that had crappy headlights Uh and then you got a car that had good headlights you're like oh my god how did i not run anybody over Mm -hmm. it's the same thing cave diving you got crappy little headlights you're not going to see very well and that's what makes that video so difficult yeah but back to ben and eduardo uh, as we said, Eduardo figured that Ben was bypassing the gate, so he, he unlocks it, and then normally what Chuck and Eduardo would do is they would finish their dive, they'd go topside, and they'd wait until they saw Ben's bubbles coming to the surface, because that meant he was out of the cave, he was going through the decompression process... Should be fine, and then so that leave. was
0: a fairly frequent occurrence. Then that Ben would dive at night. He had obviously
2: done it several times. Okay, uh, yeah. and these guys, I really feel like they were kind of trying to look out for him, like mm-hmm. that.
3: Idiot. Right. I'm like, well,
2: hang on. We'll, yeah. we'll 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 keep an eye for him mm-hmm. in case something seems like it's not right, and then we'll have to we'll go try and help. Sure. That's that's the sense that I got. Uh, but instead, this particular night, they didn't wait for Ben. They left. Okay. Eh, what mm-hmm. the heck They had, took off.
1: They had something going on, probably. Well, yeah. And I th- think they went to Eduardo's
0: house what? and I had heard, coffee. Yeah. yeah
1: besides, but you can't be babysitting you know this guy all the time. No. Right? Yeah.
0: Although it is a little suspicious that this is the one night they didn't stay. But fine. Whatever. I no. but that okay. that is raised a lot. Mm-hmm. It
2: is suspicious. The one time they don't stay, mm-hmm. he disappears. Yeah. So those guys go home.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: The next day, Ben's truck is in the parking lot because mm-hmm. he has not uh, that we know of come out of the water. Mm-hmm. Nobody notices. Well, notice, I- notice I'm using notice with quotes and that means it was a Thursday. Though it was August, so maybe school was still out, it was particularly hot, very busy, they said they didn't notice it because they were busy.
0: I, You know, I think that doesn't bother me that much. I think you're a little busy so what you're really saying is I didn't notice Ben because if he was diving at the rate that he that we seem to think he was diving at, it's totally possible that he would get there re- Really early in the morning and go for a dive well, and very then valid hang point. out in the middle of the day when it's really busy and then go for a night dive after everybody's left and that they were used to just seeing his truck there all the time well, True. and so what they're really saying is we didn't notice Ben around but you know, his truck is always there anyway.
1: His truck is there. He's probably off underwater somewhere. Yeah. You, know? Y- so, you know, and yeah. that's,
0: a,
2: that's a really good point. I'd never heard anybody. I mean, we've heard about his night diving habit. Yeah. We would never, I've never actually seen anything that said if Ben was an early riser and was in the water at six when they opened up at eight. They just, uh, Ben's Ben's diving again.
0: It
3: mm-hmm.
2: sounds
0: like he was doing a very accelerated process. He so really I was. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me to find out that he was often there early in the morning, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, uh, uh. so
2: the next day is the 20th of August. That's a Friday, and that's the second day he's missing. Uh, Eduardo, actually, is the one who... Recognized the truck and realized that it hadn't moved, mm. and asked around, and nobody said they had seen Ben. And so then he turned around and called the cops.
0: Yeah, he probably thought, "Oh, I left on Thursday, and I was been there the entire time." Hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. probably something like that. The police came. They they searched the truck. They find Ben's wallet. It's got seven hundred bucks in cash in it. Uh, there's equipment and his logbook in the pickup. Uh, they eventually, when they can't find him, they they bring cadaver. Cadaver dogs. Uh, cadaver dogs. For those who don't know, I know we've talked about yeah, it before. They're not.
1: They're not cadavers.
2: No, no. <laughs> the dogs are not cadavers. Yeah. They are dogs that react to the smell of a decomposing human body. Yeah. Those dogs were brought and supposedly triggered when they smelled the water. I don't...
1: I have a hard time with it as well. I uh, I don't think the body would have started decomposing that quickly.
3: I don't think so either. I don't so... think that they could Especially
2: have smelled
1: cool it water. if it was
2: under 80 or 100 feet of water yeah. like that.
1: And plus, there's going to be other things dying. Of course, Cadaver dogs are well trained to differentiate between, say, a dead possum and a dead human being. Correct? They're supposed to be supposedly. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I have a difficulty with the whole cadaver dog thing, but you will see that reported. They, like I said, they they signaled on the body. So no, they signaled on the water. <clears throat> thank you. Yes, they signaled on the water, mm-hmm. and at that point, local divers who were certified to go into the cave and knew what and found out what Ben had been doing went into the cave. And those divers logged hour upon hour looking for him in the cave. Uh, The strange thing that they found right away was they found a pair of his tanks near the entrance of the cave. Which
0: we mentioned before. Mm
2: -hmm. We talked about that before. So that was weird. The location of them is weird because... Typically, what a diver does is you don't leave all of your air in one place.
1: Yeah, you drop tanks on the way. You
2: drop tanks. It's like breadcrumbs. You drop tanks so you can, A, find your way back out, and, B, get some air. If you really need some air, you got a low
0: tank, you can switch them out. Mm-hmm. So it's odd that they were there. Somebody um, said that it looked like they were placed by somebody who didn't know what they were doing.
2: Oh, yeah, you do Could hear be. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean there there is a lot and I, well now there were th- and there were three tanks right I, I believe there was, but what i want to I do want to touch on real quickly is there have been a lot of things that have been said in the media, and we've started saying some of this as well, which is questioning his diving abilities mm. and so when we say things like that, I don't want it to come across as we say. Ben was an idiot It was He was doing things That were not done The way that A proper cave diver Would have done I just or, want to make sure Or, those or tanks, He didn't put those tanks yeah. Where they were yeah,
3: yeah
1: That That's
2: also a very valid point mm-hmm. But I just want to cover that Because I've noticed It's kind of happened A couple of times so Yeah we're no, not, we're, no
0: not, we're not saying that Ben I mean he may have been A novice Inexperienced yeah. He was a novice And right. shouldn't
2: have been Doing what he was doing Probably but That's yeah, no, completely it was,
1: different Yeah he was an experienced Scuba diver But mm-hmm. not in caves Yeah um, um. By the way, it would, uh, uh, so this place was very, very popular. Vortex Springs with scuba divers. Yeah. And so scuba divers coming and going every day. Yep. Okay. So it's, it's strange that nobody noticed those tanks.
2: Well, they may have noticed the tanks. It may have been that a diver who was like, oh, well, there's somebody obviously in the cave. That must be his tanks. Okay. So here's a question. Yeah. Uh, I see the look on her face. (laughs) She's going to hit me with
0: a zinger. Uh, yeah, here's a, here's a question for you. A real, uh, brain puzzler, if you will. Real doozy. So Eduardo unlocked the gate for him Thursday night.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, and it's a padlock with a key. Correct. Oh, how did it get locked again?
1: Well, Ben could have locked it, but it it, it was locked, correct? When? Uh, Well, that's that's something that would. I mean, that's a really good question. Is that I? I, I'm assuming that Eduardo unlocked it and maybe even handed the padlock over to Ben, just in case some prankster would come wouldn't come along and and then. Not at
2: that time of night. I I I know. I I imagine that if that if Eduardo unlocked it, he left the unlocked padlock Mm -hmm. on the loop. Yeah. He would have given the lock to Ben. Ben has no use for it. Well, Well, the
0: the use is that you have it with you, so nobody's going to lock you in. But if nobody else is expected to go in that night, Mm
2: -hmm. then what's the problem? Mm -hmm. But he
0: definitely didn't leave the key, right? So as far as we know, Eduardo unlocked the gate and then...
2: At some point Somehow later on, the gate got, got relocked. re-locked. It, it had to have been relocked at some point. Yes, it, it was okay. relocked eventually.
3: Mm-hmm. I
2: mean, it's not as if when they, you know, I, I don't believe that when they went down, the divers went down looking for Ben. They said, "Hey, look, the gate's still unlocked." I'm sure that some employee who was looking around went, "Uh, nobody's been in here today." Somebody left the gate unlocked and they they relocked it.
3: Uh-huh. I imagine so, that would
2: have happened the next day, but I, I guess, don't. Or, this is speculation. Or ben no, it. no, absolutely no idea when that could have happened. For me, that's a really, really, really important detail. You're right. <laughs> it is. It's the bubbling gun in this case. Uh-huh. And I don't know. Okay. I have no idea when that gate got relocked.
0: Great. Okay.
2: Okay. <laughs> zinger done yeah okay so let's uh let's continue on with the story here so ben's parents come to the area and they stay there while the, the search has begun for their son they've made some not so great choices in the way that they've discussed the case with social media specifically they've they've Keep some people off in the well, diving community. Yeah, because, poor choices um, of
1: words.
0: It's mean,
2: poor choice of words is exactly what it is. It's not like they're intending no, they, to anger no. anybody. Yeah, they actually I, know they need these people's help.
0: What I'll say is that they, uh, <laughs> they have said things in the way that you would expect grieving parents to say them.
2: I'd agree with that. So while they're there, there's divers in the cave looking. Uh, One of the things we talked about in the beginning is that this spring, obviously because it's an upwelling, it overflows. The water overflows out through um, and drains into Blue Creek, which then goes into some swampy areas because it's Florida.
1: And, of course, they checked those for corpses.
2: They checked all of that. They ran dogs through the area. They searched it. So nobody is found, at this point, below or above the water. So Ben's body has completely dif- disappeared. His possessions aren't there, like his dive gear, everything he would have had on. None of that is shown up at this point. The As they have to do, eventually the police call the search off. I mean, the divers are like, listen, we can't find him. He's not in here. And is, the police are like, we can't find him on the ground. We're well, not going to keep combing this area. The yeah, they call it off.
1: Yeah, It's not that complicated of a cave, really. I mean, it's twisty and long, but there's not that many side passages well, to get that's, lost that's, in. That's,
2: For the most part, I am in agreement with Joe. I know, Devin, that you feel a little different. But when I watch that, though the walls do undulate, they are essentially a straight line. From the overview, from space, if you look at this cave, it seems to kind of be in a bit of a bend, maybe almost an S shape as it goes away but for the most part it's a sh- it's a tube that goes straight in the ground
0: i will i will agree with that for the moment
2: yeah. so there's no giant offshoots is No, my there's, point no, it's not as, as if you far can go as you know
0: as far as we know but there are places where there are holes You know, between where the floor is and the wall that who knows what's behind there, because frankly, every single person who has gone into this cave has care for their life and wants to come back alive. So they're not going to stick their head in there. Uh, So we don't know if there is a cavern in there, if somebody did squeeze in there, anything like that. So
2: something to, to go along with that and why there may actually be offshoots that we don't know is the floor of the cave is very silty. And I've actually read accounts from divers who have, um, been stuck in, uh, Sandalanches, I believe they called it. It's very sandy, and they went into something, and then the sand started coming in, the silt started coming in, and they had to dig themselves out. And for every two shovelfuls out, uh, you know, or one out, two seemed to come in, mm-hmm. and it took them a while to get some headway to get back out. So yes, it is entirely possible that he squeezed in a hole, and he knocked something loose, and the hole closed behind him.
0: That yeah, is that's... possible,
2: and that could be some giant time lawsuit that we things, don't know.
0: Uh, one of the other things they found was his shovel.
2: They believe.
0: They think. Somebody's shovel. They think
2: it's his shovel because it was placed very deep in the cave, but they don't know that it was Ben's. But it's believed to be his, yeah. yes.
0: And it apparently matched the description of a picture.
2: Which is a standard issue
0: folding shoe Oh, yeah. No, it could have been anybody's, but it also could have been Ben's. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the thing about it is, is, uh, you know, I, I, I used to know some cavers. I did, did caving myself, and... Uh, uh and there's always the real hardcore ones really really want to push the cave that means that if they find some little crack or crevice or hole they'll go try to force their body into it to see if they can actually you know break through and find another room or another cave or something like that yes and the thing about it is is even the hardcore cavers that i used to know would never do something like that by themselves well you know (laughs) i mean it's like you know
0: yeah, You, you, I mean, you want
1: to, when you get stuck, you want to have somebody that can grab your feet and pull you back out of that hole. Yes. Yeah. That is yeah. that is very yeah, imperative. Yeah, you really do.
2: Yeah. Uh. So back to the McDaniels though, oh, yeah. Ben's family. Yeah. So while they're there, remember I said they were hanging, they were there while the search was going on. And then mm-hmm. once the search was called off, what they decided to do was they decided to, and this is the part that I told you they did where they kind of bungled things and they really made people mad yeah. mm-hmm. is they put out a $10,000 reward for someone to find their son's body. Cause at this point they, they know he's dead,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but they say, we'll get well, 10. They think,
0: they think they're dead.
2: pretty sure. They'll give $10,000 to anyone who is, as they put it, brave enough to go find him.
1: Yeah, which uh, obviously enough, it was not a good choice of words.
2: No, because all of the cave drivers are like, are you kidding? do you know how, how much danger I put myself into going in this cave looking for him in the first place mm-hmm. and the cave diving community is up in arms and they are saying listen you need to you need to pull back this reward offer you're going to get somebody killed mm-hmm. the McDaniels, is on their part they ignore that they increased the the reward not once but twice to the tune of thirty thousand dollars total in the end
1: eventually they took they took that away but they uh, did it, it, <laughs> Only
2: after uh, a gentleman by the name of Larry Higginbotham, and he's from Biloxi, Mississippi, March 2012, he uh, he drowned in the cave. And it's believed, not confirmed, but people were pretty sure he was going in there and looking for Ben because he was having a hard time and he needed some cash. Yeah. He thought if I find, he evidently said something about finding this guy and, and collecting well, he the reward. Had, he
0: had also been following the case. I mean, he yeah. was a cave diver he yes. had been following the case since, since it started. So. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like out of the blue. Oh, $30,000? I will. I've never done this before, but yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. No, um, no,
1: absolutely not. I got to say, that must really suck to be, you know, that moment when you, when you kind of I don't comes... think about
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's, let's, let's stop
2: right there. Okay. Don't want to, don't think... want to think that through at all. The moment yeah. when you realize you're out of air.
1: Yeah. Or uh, going to be so, out of air.
2: So, Ben's, um, Ben's parents did eventually withdraw the offer of the reward. Uh, they've still been very active in regards to the case. They are still very active on social media and anywhere that discusses the case. I've seen them come up in discussions, threads from articles all over the place. Chances are they're probably listening to us right now. It's possible. Oh, yeah. And if they are listening, I do want to... Uh, Give my condolences for the loss of Ben and Paul. Yeah, I both. feel
1: terrible for these yeah, people.
3: Seriously, all of us, yeah, seriously, me too. Yeah, we all do. Uh, uh, uh,
1: and by the way, we've been saying so. You know, I think that Ben was a good guy. It's like you know, we're I, we're we're, taught, we're saying stuff like he was an incompetent cave diver. I'm questioning not well, I am an incompetent cave diver too. And I'm also <laughs> I'm also a, you know a much more incompetent scuba diver than Ben.
2: Yeah, I I had a, a respirator in a tank once, and I was in a swimming pool. Yeah. I but mean, I don't know what I'm doing, but. Okay. Well, that is our story. Okay. Well, that well, took a long time.
1: Yeah. Goodbye, everybody.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, at this point, we should probably go ahead and get into the theories. Yeah. And there are three very different theories. Yeah. It's chip, actually kind of an easy one. There's three simple yeah, theories.
1: Chippy UFO drowning.
2: Yeah. I thought Bigfoot
1: was in there. No, it's, it's not oh, drowning.
2: It's underwater, Bigfoot.
1: Underwater Bigfoot. Underwater Bigfoot. Yeah. Bigfoot. yeah. 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 That sounds like a song. Loch Ness you know? Monster. Underwater Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You don't think the Loch Ness Monster did it?
1: Oh, that's true. Desi. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Nobody has, nobody has actually proved that this, this cave does not connect up with Loch Ness. True. Yeah. Nobody has. Nobody. Yeah, show me the proof. Nope, ain't there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, this is oh, one of the moments when I love working okay. with you, Joe. Uh, okay, <laughs> uh... <laughs> let's go to theory number one, Yep. All right. which is that Ben is still in the cave.
1: Yeah, he's, he crawled into some tight little crawl that he shouldn't have done. <sighs> and so here's, yeah. here's
2: something that people need to know about what this is... Sadly, what people have figured out after the fact, what happens to cave divers when they, their bodies are retrieved? They tend to, when they're running low on oxygen, panic.
0: Weird. Yeah. Strange, I know. Yeah, go,
1: go figure.
2: And what happens is their bodies tend to be found... In little cracks and crevices that they're trying to squeeze themselves through in the mistaken belief that that is the way out. They, you know, they're panicking, yeah. they're thrashing. That's, they, that's and the they way get... to
1: the surface. It's uh, that crack in the ceiling. Yeah. yeah,
2: and so they get into it, and then that's where they die, and that's where their body stays, and that's where it's found.
1: But, but Yeah. So
2: yeah. it's possible, as we talked about, he could have been freaking out and gone into some teeny little
0: crevice and stuck into an area. And... I mean, frankly, he could have been not even a little bit freaking out. And got himself into a little area that he thought was going to be, you know, because I think one of the things that we kind of glossed over is that he was very vocal around Vortex Springs and saying that he was going to discover, you know, he was going to find a different part of the cave and he was going to go deeper than anybody else ever had. And he was going to find all this new stuff.
2: He had a lot of bravado.
0: He did. And um, I, you know, it's, it wouldn't surprise me that if he saw something, he was like, oh, I can fit in that crack.
1: Huh, yeah. Bad. There's gotta
0: be something interesting in there and I can fit in there.
1: That would be a bad idea. That
0: he went through there and then got stuck. Well, it's only,
2: it's, a, yeah, it's, it's possible that he went through and he got stuck mm-hmm. because it was a dead end and he couldn't get back out. Mm-hmm. Or like we talked about With before, the sand, the sand yeah. fills in the hole mm-hmm. and there's no evidence of him having been there.
0: Or, you know, his line got cut. He, I don't think he was diving with a line. No, I mean his... Like, oh, his, like, his air, air, hose. air hose? Air hose, yeah. line. Okay, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I,
1: don't, <laughs> I don't know how, how it could have gotten cut, though, unless somebody actually cut it. There's...
0: Well, I'm, if he had been like shimmying under rocks, yeah, I don't. know. I didn't
1: see a lot of sharp rocks down there. Really. I
0: didn't either, yeah, but it's you know. limestone. Yeah, here, it's limestone, true. so there's
2: that's not true. a whole lot of yeah. really jagged edges.
0: The only problem I have, I know I'm the one who's saying it could have been this, but but here's the reason that it wasn't: is that as far as I can tell, all of the cave divers that went down there afterwards reported seeing no disturbances. Yeah, you
2: know, yeah, and let's let's talk about that briefly. Okay, so people who are listening, what you need to remember is that it is a silty bottom, so if you run your fin through it, you're going to leave an obvious mark. If you're squeezing through a hole, you're going to scrape the stone and leave marks because there's there's algae and stuff growing on the rocks, and you're going to scrape that off with your suit and your helmet and your arms and your tanks and all of that. You're going to leave very obvious signs on the walls and the floor and the ceiling. Yeah. And there were none yeah. that that stood out as this is brand new. Mm-hmm. And this reared, there's a bunch of scrape marks that go into this sandy thing that's mm-hmm. just here. Like that, that wasn't what
0: happened. Yeah. And it does sound like it wasn't very frequent that people were going down into this cave. I mean, I don't think it was one of those things where you would be able to say, well, you know, somebody went down a day or two before him. So, so, yeah. so it wasn't
1: one of those things where there were like, you know, several people a day going.
0: But I there. don't know that for sure. I don't know the traffic. I have yeah. nothing that
2: has ever said what the traffic in that cave is. Yeah. So but I, there I was the no one
0: idea. report, one guy who went down like really, really deep, who was this you know legendary, couldn't oh, yeah. get deeper, and he said it? he said there was evidence of no one having ever been as far in as he was. Correct.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's true. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that most of the divers that played around in Vortex Springs probably stayed above 100 feet. They correct? do. Yeah. They do. Yeah.
2: Uh, here's the so I talked about for divers that do die in caves is that they tend to cram themselves into little holes. There's also been a number of cave divers who have disappeared, and everybody has gone looking for them, and for several years couldn't find them. And then, five, ten years later, somebody's bopping along, kind of like what Devin was saying, and suddenly spotted an opening, because again, it's pitch black. You only have your lights. So if you're not at the right angle, you may not see it. And they have gone through a bend, and they've looked up, and there is a mask on the floor and a wetsuit full of bones. Mm-hmm. It it does happen that way. Ah, and case... there's been a great number of... Uh, uh, Number of divers have been found that yeah,
0: way. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen I in this case. I don't think
1: so because that, again, I mean, that's, not, that. that's not that complicated. But also,
0: also in in Ben's vortex, when the dive team went down, they went down with a high definition camera and a pretty solid light.
3: Mm-hmm. It,
0: seemed, it felt they, like you could see anywhere that anyone could have gone. They
1: had a banks, lot of technology. They had banks of lights for that oh, one. Yeah, yeah they, they really illuminated it well. So it mm-hmm. felt
0: like you could see everything, and there wasn't really any just no. They they didn't
1: they didn't
2: seem to come that across
0: missed um now the thing about
2: you said joe earlier is that ben was saying that he was going to find the end and he was going to find things that people had never done before Mm -hmm. again this is one of those things that his his dad i don't know how his dad's came upon this but his dad said online that everybody went the wrong way in the cave and that if they would just go the right way they would find ben
1: that makes a lot of sense
2: no, I'm, I'm, I know you're joking, but yeah. it doesn't make any sense to me because everything I've seen on this nothing supports that. So I don't even know where Mr. McDaniel's got that information. I don't.
1: Yeah, he's never been in there. I mean, he's, I'm sure he's seen the same maps that we've seen. I'm sure he has, you know? if not better ones. And it's, it sounds to well, me like many, many divers dove all the way as far as they could, as far as they could squeeze through. Although <laughs> I
0: guess the interesting thing is, um, oh gosh, was her name Jill from Ben's Vortex?
1: Yeah.
2: Jill Heinrich.
0: Yeah, she. Uh, she said that when she looked at the map that Ben had been making, that it didn't correspond at all.
2: She's not the only one with who said her
0: that. understanding of the cave. So I guess it is that is an interesting thing. Whether he was mapping it poorly or maybe he did, For, like maybe, maybe he was passage. going a different way. I don't know. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe there is some hole. That leads to a different part out of the, you know, piano room, for instance, right? So that he hadn't actually been jumping the gate this entire time, that there was some random hole that he had discovered and that's how he went. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. But I doubt I don't it. Know.
1: The, well, because I mean, there was—I don't know how many divers. Uh, I got the sense at least a couple of dozen divers went down there searching the cave.
2: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, it was a lot. hundreds of hours of dive time were logged looking for him.
1: Yeah, and uh, I can't believe the—you know—if Ben found some hole somewhere, I can't believe those guys didn't find it too.
0: I would agree with that, unless yeah. there was like a sand av- avalanche. But I mean, yeah. yeah. I just, that's worth mentioning, I guess, too. Mm-hmm. But there's some other really compelling evidence against him not being in there.
1: Against him being in there or against him not being in there?
2: Against him being in there.
0: Yeah, yeah. sorry. I... Oh, yeah.
2: And, and that is, the cave is full of aquatic life. Specifically eels, which are carnivores. Yeah. And so if there had been a body in the water, there should have been increased activity among the eel population. Mm-hmm, and there should have also been a spike in the bacteria in the water due to the presence of a decomposing human body.
1: Yeah, they've been testing the water, right?
2: They, Yeah, they tested it. I think, like a month straight, they tested it. Yeah. And there's no increased eel activity, and there is no spike in the bacteria. So that is what has led the vast majority of people to say, there's no way his body's in that cave. Yeah. Because the the, the scientific evidence says, he's not here. Yeah, I don't know. There's no signs of him. Yeah. So that then leads us, da-da-da, to... Theory number two.
0: Ben's not in the cave.
2: Ben's not in the cave.
0: Then where is he? Ben's not alive,
2: but Ben is not in the cave. That is what theory number two is. Okay. So we briefly touched on him. Uh, There's a guy by the name of Ed Sorensen who... Through a series of miscommunications I didn't get to talk to. Oh, we were, I, I tried to line that up. But Ed is in that area and among cave divers. He is very well revered. He is one what? of the most experienced. He has his own, he's got his own school. Yeah. And he teaches cave diving. I mean, the guy knows how to cave dive. He's been doing it for Years. No, yeah, I know. Decades. I
1: read. I read a uh, some gripping tale about this family that had gotten trapped in the cave, and he actually went in and rescued their daughter. Yeah, a lot. Amazing, amazing thing. Yeah, he pulled yeah, her out alive. Totally rescued her.
2: He's pulled out more than one person alive. Because believe it or not, if you know somebody's lost diving in a cave soon enough, you can send a trained professional in to get them. Mm. And turns he, out he has done it multiple times. The guy is a really good diver, uh-huh. and he's good at caves, and he knows
1: what he's doing. Yeah. yeah if I ever go cave diving, hopefully he's going to be around somewhere nearby.
2: Oh, I'll go to a school, but I'm never getting in a cave
1: underwater. Don't me neither. No. Uh,
2: so the thing is, is that Ed shows up several days after Ben has disappeared. They call him in and he says, yeah, I'll go. I'll go in and I'll go look. And he's got better equipment for cave diving than Ben had. He's got the experience. He also was using a underwater propulsion device, you know, one of those little skimmer one those, things? One of those little
1: torpedo things that's yeah. got the hand grips on. Yeah, I've, so always, he I've s- always wanted to have one of those. <laughs> Ever since I was a kid and I watched Sea Hunt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Where he used stuff like that, so he, he shot himself down through there so he could cover ground faster, and then he started diving the cave. He was dropping tanks along his way, so he had tons of air supply with him, uh, not the band, and uh, then he is—he's looking all over, and he goes. He's the one who went to seventeen hundred feet back. Yeah, yeah and up. he said, "Listen, there's there was no signs of anybody in that cave." So he is one of the That's huge right. proponents of he's the one. The, the guy's not in the cave.
1: Yeah, he says I didn't find yeah. him,
2: and I found everybody else that got lost in the cave. I kind of, I kind of got to say, well, Ed probably knows what he's talking about. Yeah, I would say I would yes. say
1: so. Yeah, so he ain't in the cave. Well, that solves that problem.
2: Actually, it doesn't. It then brings us to uh, a gentleman that we mentioned briefly earlier, which is uh, our resident skeezy character in this story. Oh, yeah. The owner, right? The owner, Lowell Kelly. Yeah. So the guy who... The late
0: Lowell Kelly. The late
2: Lowell Kelly. So Mr. Kelly, as we said, was the owner of Vortex Springs. And... uh, so he says that he was there the night that Ben disappeared later than Chuck and Eduardo. And he said he didn't see Ben and he didn't see anything hanky going on except for that random drunk guy he says walked up at sunset and wanted to go diving. The drunk guy, by the way, is only in Lowell Kelly's account. I've never seen him anywhere else. Mm. And he supposedly walked onto the site, which is not easy to do. So I sort of discount the whole drunk guy thing. But Kelly says maybe, well, maybe that guy was responsible for what happened to Ben.
1: Well, is that what he said?
2: Well, it's, it's, it's alluded he kind of to.
0: Infers it.
2: I discount that right away because on foot and drunk is a long way to go to get in there and oh, yeah. so it just it's kind it of doesn't out of, the middle of nowhere up. yeah it doesn't add up yeah. um so then but it <sighs> Here's why I don't like Lowell Kelly in general, uh, besides the fact that I just think he was a bit of a dirtbag, is that he had an employee that he said owed him thousands upon thousands of dollars. And by the way, I don't know the date that this happened. This what I'm about to talk about. It's prior to Ben's disappearance. We know it because he got into legal trouble. But what he did is he had an employee who he said owed him thousands of dollars. He got that employee into his vehicle, we believe under duress, took them out into the uh the swamp everglade woods, something something, and then attempted to extract the money from them with a baseball bat, yeah, yeah. Except that that employee managed to get away, and Low Kelly only earned himself a bunch of charges, Mm -hmm. uh, kidnapping and assault being two of
0: them. But he got away with just probation.
1: He got, yeah, seven years probation. He got very lucky. He only got probation. And he didn't even have to serve all that.
0: (laughs) He didn't. Well, I don't know if that was the lucky part. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Uh, Yeah, I don't think he had very good luck, because uh, a year after Ben's disappearance, we're looking at... At 2011 there's a barbecue happening at Vortex Springs and according to the uh, the story and I'm using air quotes here he fell down some stairs take that to mean whatever you want All I know is that he was injured. Somebody gave him a ride home and put him in his bath that night. Somebody else showed up at his house the next day and found him in a very bad state. In a coma. Well, I don't think he was in a coma quite at that point, but then they took him to the hospital. He He was in a coma. He died within a month after that. He was in hospice for Mm -hmm. basically a month. Head injuries is what I have to infer this whole thing means, is he fell down the stairs and wailed his head quite severely.
0: And this is one of those cases where you think, uh, well, if instead of taking him home and helping him out of his clothes and helping him in a shower and then laying him down in his bathtub to sleep it off, if you'd just taken him to the hospital, he might have lived.
1: Might have been a good idea, yeah.
0: But... He did try to beat money out of a person with a baseball bat, so I don't know.
2: It, well, it might, have been, it might not have been the person who was helping him call. He may have said, if you take me to the hospital, you're fired. Yeah, he could. I mean, this guy seems to I, have had some very irrational be, behavior to begin with.
0: I'll be honest. I don't necessarily think that he was in a cognitive place to say things like that, but maybe I he I agree.
2: Was. Entirely
1: with
0: that so, yeah, so Mr. Kelly passed away. so
1: anyway, I'll tell you he's but he is a suspect for you.
2: Well, he's a suspect because let's run down this road. Let's say that Eduardo and Chuck let him in the cave well, Eduardo specifically, and Ben goes in and Ben drowns. Mm -hmm. Well, the water, it's an upwelling. It's all coming out of the cave. And it's entirely possible that Ben's body was pushed out of the cave. Mm -hmm. And he came to the surface at which point Lowell finds him. And I understand that this is hard if you look at the map because it does some some kind of switchbacks back and forth.
1: Yeah, it's a little hard to believe the body would actually, if it was positively buoyant, that it would actually come up to the surface because there's like a spot... There's several spots there's, But there's one spot Right outside the cave entrance In the piano room If he was, positive, if he was positively buoyant Where his body would have wound up
0: mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. well, I'm, I'm per- not in disagreement with that Particularly for it to have happened that fast mm-hmm. It's possible it could have happened I mean, the next day I mean he also could have gotten caught on the gate He probably would have I mean it, the hole in the gate isn't that big
2: Okay so maybe Eduardo and Chuck Said something to Lowell And at 9 o'clock Lowell went down Found Ben dead Okay, let's add that to the mix. Either way, Lowell realizes that Ben is drowned. And Lowell has already dealt with the heat of the divers that died in that cave in the past. So
1: he got rid of the body. I got to
2: get rid of the body. Yeah. So he hauls Ben out and he takes him somewhere and he buries him or he throws him in a swamp and lets the gators get him.
1: Can I tell you what I think about this theory?
3: Yeah.
1: Well, it sucks. because, (laughs) Because... uh, he didn't do a very good job of sanitizing the crime scene. Uh-huh. Number one, he leaves uh, he leaves the three tanks behind yep. uh, and a pickup truck. Yep. Uh, all of which, you know, you would think he would have gotten rid of.
0: Absolutely. Well, yeah. So here's a question: mm-hmm. What if Ben? Uh, well, what if actually Lowell um, said, "Hey, Eduardo, Chuck, I know you guys usually hang out, wait for Ben, but I I can stay. I'll stay." right so that explains why they didn't stay cuz that's extremely out of the ordinary for them mm. he goes down and you know finds ben or maybe he's annoyed with ben or i don't know what you know so he does pull him up but then he thinks okay if i just leave the truck and leave the tanks and leave everything else people will just assume that ben drowned and it will be a non issue and there won't be a thing i mean why sanitize it that much
2: well, because he's trying to because there's two reasons. Either A, he doesn't want the heat that he has already gotten by having divers die in the cave before, mm-hmm. which by not sanitizing the crime scene, he ends up getting anyway.
3: Oh, that's true.
2: Or it's entirely possible that some shady dealings were going on on property at night, at which point you want to get rid of the cops any attention from the police like you know get get him away get him away true. get him away yeah. mm. i have nothing to say that kelly was doing anything weird like that but it's the only thing that i can think of that would justify him ditch in the body but i completely agree with joe that he would leave a truck that is prime evidence and oh it just happens to have a bunch of money sitting in it as well well it doesn't make any sense for him to get rid of the body and not get rid of the truck and yeah because if the truck is found the tanks
1: and the tanks also yeah but if the the
2: truck is found 50 miles away yeah
1: well that's the beauty part
2: how does he move the truck? With uh, the With keys, the he drives is... it away. I, 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 I have no idea.
1: I don't. Yeah, I don't know exactly what you do when you're scuba diving. Mean, if you have a locker inside the scuba shop, maybe where you leave your leave your wallet and your keys and stuff.
2: Yeah,
0: I, I'm I don't. Not, know. I'm
1: not really sure, but I'm sure there was a way to get into the truck.
0: Well, frankly, I think it casts less suspicion on Lowell if something like if he did kill lol for instance right if he like if he actively been, if he killed ben i'm sorry if lol killed ben yeah, yeah. I, I would, would right.
2: say if, if ben killed lol he did a hell he of a to changing top. i know yeah, <laughs> smart move. but so
0: then it is less suspicious that the car is there and the money is there and all that stuff because you just assume that something happened to him yeah okay like you may catch heat for like oh another person died but if you have eduardo saying listen this guy didn't know what he was doing but i let him in anyway because he was gonna go in anyway and you were able to kind of cast this in a this guy like these people didn't this guy didn't know what he was doing he just he accidentally killed himself it was an accident maybe yeah. that's less heat than oh yeah i killed a guy i mean
2: well uh, I, I still don't uh, understand what his motivation to. Commit. I no I, I don't i don't
1: well see, there's been a lot of talk about how shady some of these people were and i'm, I'm not sure that any of them really were all that shady mm-hmm.
3: but Although, the thing about
1: it is is when you when you commit murder you don't leave the corpse like if i, I work in an office now, if I was to go murder somebody and dispose of the body i wouldn't leave it in the lobby of the office building i work in <laughs> i would I would take it out I would make that body disappear permanently that's, somewhere far away smart. from me yeah, yeah that's i smart. mean I, so i don't think anybody that worked at, the, at Vortex Springs is really a suspect in my book, but if you were somebody who hung out at Vortex Springs and you happen to know Ben and you know he 's spending a lot of time you know in that cave pushing the envelope and stuff. And for some reason or another, you kill him either deliberately or accidentally. Well, you get rid of the body, and then you go park his truck, and then and, and, and drop some tanks into the uh, into the vortex. Mm-hmm. So there's one spot. If you dropped him in here, I'm not. I don't think a tank would roll all the way down to the gate. I mean, if if it got past this one. So
2: what Joe is pointing the to is the map, the map, and on the map there's a bit of a bend in the base of the the bowl before yeah. it rolls into to the actual cave itself. Yeah, and I don't think Joe. I, I I think what you're getting at is it is nearly impossible for somebody to be able to from the surface. Toss yeah. a set of tanks in yeah, would have and to have a, them get all the way to the bottom yeah, it would have into be, the cave entrance. It would have to
1: be a diver. Yes, yes it but, would have and, to be a diver. And, but here's here's the thing, though, is that if you got to that cave entrance point, this point right here where, it's, where it, it narrows down, mm-hmm. and you just, started, it just rolled that thing down, it would go all the way to the gate, and it wouldn't go any further. It can't roll any further because there's a gate there. So you can drop it there. So I'm just saying, if somebody wanted to, if somebody wanted to kill him, if somebody wanted to disappear him. Yeah, so disappear him, and then and then totally totally misdirect everything. You, you, you take his truck, you park it there, and you put the tanks in the in the vortex. Uh, and then in the spring, uh, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess springs.
0: it's, and, I mean, I guess we don't know that.
1: I mean, we don't know that we don't know actually that he didn't successfully complete his dive that night and leave and go home. We don't I'm sorry, know that.
0: I was just going to say, we don't know with a hundred percent certainty that who, what Eduardo and Chuck saw was in fact, Ben.
1: That's true, too. I mean, I assume, I assume they sort of knew what his... They identified him because he knew what his gear looked like, like his wetsuit and his tanks.
2: Yeah, well, Maybe that's but, how... but it could
0: have been somebody else in yeah. his stuff. Mm-hmm. I I guess
2: that is, that is possible. If you were reasonably okay. close. So are you... Okay, I'm just going to... I just want to ask a question because I'm not sure if I know where you're heading here. Are you saying that it could have been Lowell in Ben's gear?
0: Not just Lowell. I'm just saying if we're going to say somebody okay, didn't killed Ben... And disposed of his body. Then they created this whole other thing, right? That Ben maybe didn't actually do. Maybe Ben had been dead for hours. Maybe he had not been dead oh, for hours. That's a but then a decoy oh. story was set for him to set up the idea that he. I know. Are you know, laughing? Uh, which
1: pill? Was it the red, blue pill or the blue pill?
2: Right. Like you just
0: Totally. totally <laughs> absolutely. But I'm just saying that it is possible because it is.
1: No, it's a, it's a good point because, hey, you know, how do you identify a guy? By his gear, I, I'm assuming. Probably. That's, you know, because, For the most part in the dark, yeah. Yeah. So they, But
2: although, you know what, yeah. if I saw the guy, based on the video we saw, if I saw him several times, that is, it's pretty, it's a pretty unique setup. His specific helmet, his mask, because not every mask is the same, his
0: tanks. Like, but it's I, his I gear.
2: S- it's his gear.
0: So, like, if somebody dressed in Ben's gear, even if they were like not six feet and 210 pounds, if they were kind of close, it'd be pretty easy in that much dark to just say, oh, yeah, it's Ben.
1: Yeah. So all this guy was doing is what that guy was doing. He he was just placing the truck there and taking the tanks down to plant them. Right. It's possible. uh, Yeah.
0: I mean, it's not likely, but it's possible.
1: Yeah. And, 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 And I think the reason probably the tank wasn't any further than the gate is that guy, whoever it was, and again, this is all hypothetical, Really didn't want to go past the gate. Uh, maybe they listen- didn't want to get lost in the game. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. I'm just I'm just gonna drop it right here. That's good. Mm-hmm. And so and then and then, and then
0: hung out down in the piano room for a while.
1: Just hung out, hung out for a while, you know. And then you know, but with their iPod. Yeah, and then eventually after it dark, you know, you, you slither on out and, and you slither on out and walk home. Yeah. And if, and that in fact it might be that. Um, so how far you know the the, the talking box? Mm-hmm. How far down is that? Vertically. Yeah. I think
2: it's 40 feet. Yeah. yeah. It's. I, I think that it's anybody, can. any regular diver can get to that box.
1: Yeah, yeah. So my understanding is this, is that, uh, so if you hang out down there and you de- you go through your complete decompression routine, and then, but my understanding is that the two tanks, they found two, one down low and, and one up on the platform where the talking box is. Now, imagine, you know, you've just, you just parked the truck there, so you're going to have to hoof it. You've got to walk a And... Do you you got You got to take those tanks with you, or you can just leave them behind. So whoever it was could have just left them on the platform at the talking box and then just swam up to the surface and gotten out that way. And so that's that's just a, a rough theory. Uh, yeah, but I, I really, mean we're
2: we're in conjecture canyon at this point. Oh, for
1: sure, uh, very much so. Yeah, cause I but I think that foul play is is quite possible here.
2: So I think we've covered that theory enough. I I think
1: we beat it to death.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's go to our final theory. Let's dive into it. Okay. Which is that. Ben ran away and started a new life. Yeah, he's living on a farm with Dorothy Arnold and uh, <laughs> Amelia Earhart. I know that every disappeared person's story comes across as, and they left to start a new life. They're this one's always... actually pretty good. This one's actually got some legs under it. Uh, small legs. <sighs> uh, yes, they're short legs. So, it's a very short theory. So we talked about this a little bit already, is that there's a documentary out there called Ben's Vortex, and we haven't really talked, we've talked about things we saw in it, but what it is, it's a husband and wife team of documentary makers who also happen to be divers.
0: Well, one of them is. A... Well, they're
2: both divers. Oh, yeah. But... Jill, the wife, is a cave diver. Professional yeah. cave diver. Mm-hmm. And then her husband has Robert. no sense
1: not to do that. Yeah. yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Robert McClellan, he is, he is not, but he is a diver. So they started making a documentary and their initial idea was, listen, we're going to go in, we're going to film the cave. We're going to bring this back to Ben's parents so that they understand how, what this cave is like and that he's not in there so that they'll take the reward away so that they'll stop enticing people to go in there and potentially lose their lives. Now, over the course of their documentary Jill changes her position 180 degrees. She comes to believe that Ben is in the cave um, based on his maps. But her husband, he, Robert, he still to this day thinks that Ben just skipped town.
0: I, the, I appreciate that bit about this documentary the most. is Because that they out- don't
2: follow a common line.
0: They don't. And, and she outright says, like, I really want to say he's not in the cave but I think he's in the cave, mm-hmm. which is crazy.
1: Yeah, I, it is crazy. Because... Especially
0: because uh, her husband even says, sorry, no, no, go ahead. but her husband even says, you are the one who presented me with all of the evidence to say that he is not in the cave, which is why I think he's not in the cave. And she goes, I know, but I think he's in the cave. <laughs> <laughs> it's great.
2: Like it's a totally, it's a hung jury. It's yeah. one of the few times you see that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So here's the, here's the thing about the, the, the documentary. It's really interesting, but Ben's parents, they go to visit the family, and they are very open with these folks, and they let them film everything, and they talk with them. And at one point, they come to realize that Ben is not their only son, but they actually have three sons. Uh, and they had a son whose name was Paul, and he had died two years prior at the age of 22 from a stroke
1: yeah or if you if you look go out and read it he died of an overdose but you know that's well that's that's it. what
2: <laughs> that's what starts to come out is as they start looking at the autopsy and as they start um digging into some of the history they they come to question the uh, the stroke theory so they settle on or they, they get the uh, it's the autopsy report right mm-hmm. they get the autopsy report And it says overdose on it. Yeah. So then they start to think about what the family has done, and they realize that... Well, they're, they're strangely controlling about information and the way things are presented, which from one perspective I totally get. They're a grieving family, and they want their child to be put in the best light. Sure. But on the other side, they start this whole thing, this whole foundation for stroke prevention, yeah. which is something that their kid didn't die from. So it's a little...
1: Yeah, Ben was even like kind of heading it up and everything. Yeah, uh, so it's
2: very questionable. And as you read correspondence from Ben to his family, he always makes... Or it always, in everything that he writes, he's always thanking his parents for everything they've done. Now, that could be because, A, he realizes how much they've done for him, and he is sincerely thankful. Or it's brought up, maybe that's because... He is required to say those kind of things... For the cash to keep coming in or the hell to not rain down. And I I, should, I don't I don't know. I mean should, this is conjecture.
0: Well, and we should clarify that when we say required, it's not as though his parents said, Listen, if you don't say to us every single time It's a learned behavior. It's a learned behavior, right? I mean, I think almost every kid who's ever relied on their parents as an adult learns that what you I mean, whether you feel it or not, you have to say, I am so thankful to you and that's how you keep getting things
3: yeah
1: absolutely
2: I it's think... true
0: because as soon as you start saying ah man screw you guys they're gonna be like okay just kidding we won't give you a bunch of yeah money. hey
2: mom dad you're a total set of jerks oh well you know the deposit we were gonna make for you because we love you
0: never mind we no, don't love you that much. we don't anytime.
2: love you that much yeah uh-huh. you know what? instead dad wants a new a new motorcycle I mean that's that's the that's the way it comes across. It is completely possible. So now So so if, let me
1: get this straight. Okay. So um so he's living for free in this condo in Florida.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And um and also getting cash from the parents. Yeah. And all he's gotta do is say thanks occasionally. Yeah. So is that the kind of job you would quit? No. No. Okay. And
2: that is my problem with this theory is that if Ben ran away, let's. the theory is, just so we lay it out in its entirety, is that Ben went down, Ben came up and marched on foot with his gear out of Vortex Springs or had somebody meet him and Mm -hmm. took him there and left his truck behind. My problem with that theory is that he would have had to start over, so he wouldn't have had any cash,
1: so it seems crazy well, it, to
2: me that he would yeah. have left a wallet with 700 bucks in it.
1: Exactly. I mean, I mean it, it lends credibility to the dying idea if you leave a wallet with at least a couple hundred bucks in it, but 700 bucks, and also, also the dog, you know? He left his dog behind. His dog could have starved.
0: The dog is troubling. Yeah. The cash is less troubling to me. It doesn't seem to me that $700 seemed like a ton of money to him, given that he was... Having seen the house that he grew up in in Tennessee, and you know, it's possible that he had a bunch of money while away, and it was just like whatever he had in his wallet at the time. I mean, yeah, I think seven hundred dollars is a lot of money. I think most people do, but I also didn't grow up in a house like he did. Uh, I,
2: but my, I guess my my issue and why I keep, I point to the seven hundred bucks is that he's gonna have to start over, and chances are, when he starts over, he's going to have to start over in a lifestyle he is entirely not accustomed to yeah so knowing that you were gonna have to live like you've cheaper and uh, than you've ever done it and so under the radar you take every dollar that you could conceivably take that that's what i would if if i was gonna just disappear yeah but you've lived poor before
0: i have yeah so like i know some kids who have like never lived poor before in their entire lives and then like we went to college <laughs> And suddenly, their parents were like, "Well, we'll give you seven hundred dollars a month allowance." And they were like, oh, "I can't live on that. What do you uh, mean, seven hundred dollars a month?" I and need it, a for latte, me, five dollar latte it was every day. Mind-boggling, right? Because that's like that's so much money. You can do almost anything you want with that amount of money.
1: Well, it depends on if that's if that's after after rent. No, and no, no. That's like you know? their parents
0: were paying for everything. That was their like spending money. That's oh, their walking deserve, around. Deserve, cash. Oh,
3: okay. That's yeah. not so bad. Yeah. No,
0: that's really good. But I think that there are kids in this world, and I mean, it's possible that he got to the age of 30, where he just like, I mean, you don't get $50,000 in debt to the IRS for not spending any money, right? You don't incur as much debt and have as much stuff going on for not living large or beyond your means. So I think... It's possible that you know what's the it's the Arrested Development quote. What is it? A banana? How much could it cost? Ten dollars? Like I think there are people in this world who like have no idea, and so seven hundred dollars may seem like I don't I don't need that amount of money
2: yeah maybe and and that's entirely possible. I mean, I don't think that Ben showed up in Florida with you know five tanks, yeah he probably picked up tanks while he was there, and he may i mean there was the Joe was talk, and I were talking about this earlier they're standard sized tanks. So it's not like he bought anything crazy, but tanks are yeah. cheap.
1: No, they're not. Yeah, yeah they're, they're like eighty cubic feet tanks. They're yeah, called so he, aluminum he bought himself
2: and a set of tanks, or at least a set of tanks. I mean, bought yeah. gear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you're right. It it, it is uh, a situation where he may not have, and that possibly could have been what got him in trouble in his business. Is he didn't understand the way the world works when it comes to money.
1: Entirely possible, well, and this is. Was- Oh, go ahead.
0: I was just gonna say he was also doing that real estate thing, and in...
2: well, he started out in construction, and he thought he could spin himself into real estate.
0: And it, but that was like it was like a pyramid scheme real estate thing, basically. No, oh, yes. oh, I mean it was
1: also the, the year, and also the year was two thousand ten, which is when the the real estate market was, in the, was really in the mm-hmm. crapper. Uh, the thing about it is, is uh, the, the whole disappearing thing is I just don't see what it got him.
0: I agree. You
1: know, I I I, I mean, it the, the negatives are. Well the positives are basically nothing. The well, no,
0: no,
2: no. The positive are you're out from underneath the thumb of mom and dad and you are free of them who Yeah, but you don't need to disappear
1: to do that.
0: Well you might need to disappear to get rid of your fifty thousand dollars worth of debt to the IRS.
1: Yeah, I did hear I did hear one rumor online that the fifty grand had actually been paid off.
2: It's possible. I've never seen that. I, but I am not I'm not saying I it's not... that. I did see
1: that. I did see that, but you know I could be huh. wrong about that. But uh, you know, maybe his parents paid it off and they just said, Hey, you know, son, whenever you're whenever you're back, back in money. Whenever you're back in the money and you got a lot of money you can pay us back, please, you know, please do it. Otherwise we'll just take it out of your inheritance or something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I mean it could have been something like that.
2: I wish I had an inheritance. Yeah. I
1: mean I know, me too. Yeah, and the thing about it is is uh, I mean he was walking away from some good stuff. Yeah. I mean he had a dog, he had a he had a girlfriend, um, and you know, and I've seen I've seen stuff on the web uh, on the web about how oh my god his parents were horrible people. Well, I don't. I, I don't
0: think they were. I
1: don't think they were either. I mean, and you know. I don't for think for me they were
0: my biggest drawback on the walking away from life is to to see how Paul's death affected his family mm-hmm. and to know that I don't think that Ben was like a horrible guy.
3: No, I and so. I
0: can't imagine even if you didn't really care that much about your family putting your family through something like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah.
0: Well, the, that's my biggest thing. Okay,
2: so. The, the things that I see that could and I'm going to do this, and then let's let's finish the theory, yeah, is that his If he believed his brother had died of a stroke or knew that his brother didn't actually die of a stroke, but his parents put up this front that said it was a stroke and we're going to do all this stuff. And by the way, way, you're going to be the front man of that organization. He may have kind of just got sick of it. I I can't take this anymore. The other thing that may have driven driven him to that was he had not too long before he disappeared gone home. And one of the things that you see in Ben's Vortex is you you go through the house, and I would call it a shrine. Mm. There is a shrine to Paul. Mm-hmm. In a single room, it is nothing but Paul. Same thing now for Ben. Yeah. Mm-hmm. they got a house big enough that they have an entire room dedicated to this yeah. one yeah.
1: person. They have a nice yeah. house. But, but I mean, do you really think is, he is that, wanted a shrine to himself?
2: Well, But he may have, I mean, it may have been the situation where he had to walk, you know, his parents said, and go visit Paul. And he had to go in there. And he just feels, you know, it feels like he's betraying the truth and just... So sick and so fed up. And I mean, I know people get that way. And, and it may have been that he said, I'm going to hatch this cockamamie plan and I'm getting the hell out of Dodge and I never have to see you people again because you're liars and I can't take it anymore. Uh-huh. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, again, uh, I'm making this up. I kind of doubt know. it.
1: I kind of doubt it. I think I that, don't, I, 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 think that I probably he... I don't think it's real. but He, he might have been totally on board with, with the whole thing about, about hushing up the whole overdose thing.
0: What's Joe, what's yeah. your favorite theory?
1: My favorite theory is yeah. that uh, somebody killed him and made it look like he died on a dive.
0: Devin? I think he's in a crevice somewhere. I'm
2: tied. Uh, yeah. I, I'm i 30% that he's in the cave. Okay. I am 70% that he is not in the cave. Yeah. And I believe that of that 70%, 50% is Lowell Kelly is involved. Yeah. I, I don't know how. I don't know where he's at, but I don't. I really. I don't believe he's in the
0: cave. I would say Lowell Kelly in my mind is like thirty percent involved, but I think he probably is just in the cave.
3: Okay, it's interesting. I we're don't. All, yeah, I, we're I don't, all three different. Yeah, I
1: don't think Lowell Kelly would be involved because, again because you don't crap in your own nest. Um, he could be looking at. <laughs> I have
2: chickens. They do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, they do it uh, all the time. Given the fact that there is evidence that you know, I mean, cars parked there. He left tanks behind. There's, it looks like maybe he drowned in the cave lawsuit, you know, I mean, seriously. And so, or if it's murder. There's
0: not a lawsuit. They have to sign a waiver.
1: Well, there's that, but waivers, waivers can always be broken. By ben anywhere.
2: wouldn't have signed a waiver. Yeah. Ben wasn't allowed to go in the cave.
1: Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah. And so. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well,
2: but there
0: hasn't been a lawsuit against them so. no, Because not... there's
2: no body to prove that he died in the cave
1: exactly. So that's
2: why I think that, that he's not in the cave And I think Lowell is involved I think Lowell, crap, died... this jerk went in there And never signed my damn waiver
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm going
1: to get the pantsuit off of me Yeah, exactly But So he, he disposed of the body uh, But he didn't dispose of the tanks And the truck, again, I'm sorry Bungling I'm not buying it We're
2: belaboring the crap yeah. out of this All right so at this point, we have gone over this story quite a lot. Beating him like wa- a dead horse. If you, if you want to read any more about it, we will have links to it on our website. Website, of course, Thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. On the link there, you can listen to the show. You can download or stream it. Uh, we will also have there on the website, on the right-hand side, there is going to be links to merch. So we have merchandise available if you want. We also have options to support the show if you are so inclined. We have the PayPal for a one time donation option or links to Patreon, which is patreon.com slash thinking sideways. Patreon is a sustaining donation, it's a, it's a per episode donation, however much you're comfortable with. Or if yeah, you're not comfortable 50 with cents we, and a we million get it. Bucks, so you know? it's totally mm-hmm. voluntary. We love everybody who is currently using Patreon. Thank you so much. It is a massive help. It does help. But it is not a requirement. So we also have the ability to be listened to and downloaded, and a lot of people do this, is through iTunes. If you're on iTunes, please do take the time to leave a comment and a rating. Uh, A nice rating. If you've got uh, an objection with something specific about the show, we would much rather that you get a hold of us by email so that we can talk about it. Because we can't really talk to you when you just leave a random comment on iTunes. If you want to do that, though, and get a hold of us, you can send us the email. The email address is thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com. We are available to stream as well as as iTunes. People are streaming us on so many websites. We've been getting tons of emails.
1: billions of them. Yeah, Um, Yeah. They're all
2: over the place. Yeah. We are also on the social media. So we have the Twitter account. The Twitter
1: and the Facebook.
2: The Twitter and the Facebook. So Twitter is thinking Sideways without the G in the middle. And for Facebook, we have the Facebook page and the Facebook group. So you can follow the page or uh, like the page and then join the group. Because there's always conversations about... Episodes that we've talked about, as well as all kinds of other random mystery stuff on
1: there. Oh, well, I, I love it that, uh, was it who's it, Frederick Gasoline? Uh, <laughs> uh, posted a comment <laughs> on it today
2: yeah. <laughs> from your uh,
1: your uh-huh.
3: Le
2: Prince
1: episode, Louis Le Prince, yeah. 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 Frederick yeah. Gasoline awesome. challenged me to a duel. So,
2: there's always some really fun stuff going on in the group. It's a good group of people, yeah. Right. Uh, and the only thing I haven't talked about yet is that we do also have a subreddit, we do. So, the subreddit is there, people are slowly but surely joining up, so you You can join that if you'd like to talk about episodes in there. And you two have any other things that we've missed or need to talk about? He's not in
1: the cave. That's about it.
0: He's in the cave. (sighs) Not in the cave. He's in the cave. Not. Yeah, he is. Not. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Not. Yes. (laughs)
1: Not. Okay. Bye.